Hello everybody and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com. My name is James Garcia and I'm joined for another one of our workshop episodes by my good friend from Sweden, Christina Alexanderson. Christina, welcome back to the show. How are you doing Thank today? You. Um, I'm well. <laughs> I'm well. Um, I have my feet <laughs> down and my head up, so, so I would say that's fine for right now. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, in, in, in times like these, I count that as a win. You know, as long as you're just making it through, I think everything's going to be okay. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, we're recording this right at the end of March, so right at the like height right now of the coronavirus pandemic that's sweeping the world. And, and the U.S., I think, just passed 100,000 cases. We have the most cases now in the world. And, and things are just have been, of course, really stressful, really just... Uh, depressing, you know, to, to say the least. And so uh, I hope all of our listeners are out there doing well and staying healthy and staying home if they can. And and um, I know these are really crazy, crazy times. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to jump into, you know, dive into it too much just, just because it's, I think, we de- have to deal with it day to day so much anyway. It's nice to kind of just have an escape and talk about toys for a little bit. But, but just briefly, Christina, how are you guys doing? You know, I am... Um, Honestly, I don't know much about how Sweden's handling this crisis or how you guys are doing, and and I know you told me that you're you're working from home right now, yeah, right? So, I'm so how are things going for you? And I must say, I think it's difficult because I have my two children back at home, and they see my as see me as the mother, so I have to do the cooking mm. and t- trying to get them up to school, <laughs> trying to do my own work, <laughs> and when I get in a flow in at work. Suddenly, someone is shouting from downstairs, Mom, Mom. <laughs> so I'm kind of feeling mixed. But but uh, on the other hand, we are all well and feeling well. And really, it's it's been working great for us. So I, would, I shouldn't complain. And, and the kids, we have new routines. And they are really trying to uh, focus on schoolwork. But they think it's hard to be away from friends and... I think it's hard to not hmm. meet my colleagues and but but the internet we have the internet and you can always be social on the internet. How about you in in Jordan? You are working at home all the time. Is this a different time for you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Luckily, we both work from home already, so this day to day hasn't been too destructive, to, you know, to our routines or anything. And we're we're also homebodies by nature. So it's not like we're going out and socializing very much like out in the world. So so having to stay home is, is kind of like the easiest thing anybody's had to make us do. Um, so, so that's been really I'm really fortunate and thankful for that, that that hasn't been too hard. Um, my depression has definitely spiked since all this has happened, you know, just with how tough things are out there and how frustrating the political climate is and all that stuff. So that part of it has been really hard. It's I've just had this really thick like brain fog and I'm just trying to get through each day, you know, as as best I can. And and so really, I've just been doing a lot of just get my work done. And then I just kind of try to unplug from everything. I haven't really been on social media very much. I haven't really honestly haven't even been doing photography that much um i i did want to ask you we did a we just posted something on the toy photographer's blog a few days ago as we're recording this about how we're some of us on the crew are coping with the coronavirus and quarantine and stuff and staying inside and and how we might be using our toy photography as therapy so i wanted to ask you have you ever done any have you ever used toy photography as art therapy or as an escape from anything like this do you find that helpful uh, uh maybe 
in one way my photography always is an escape it's a way to dwell on stuff when I when my children hmm. got bigger I started doing toy photography to tell everybody that I was losing my family and trying to portray my family and my own childhood because that was lost a long time ago so so in one way I do it on the other hand I haven't used the I haven't thought about the coronavirus in that extent, not at, not at least through my toy photography work because I'm kind of working with a solar figure, maybe they, so I don't, I haven't thought, I'm not really, I have, I'm not really, um, no, I wouldn't say the coronavirus have really made me do anything toy photography wise this time. I've done a, bit of mm -hmm. self-portraits and I'm working on a new I have this great idea <laughs> a great idea for a project doing kind of wrapping up my self-portraits so maybe those will be some sort of alone social social distance and and that mm. made me really think about social distance in a way because I'm kind of off the grid trying to put myself on the grid in this kind of project <laughs> so one way or yeah in one way yes and another on another way of looking at no how about you have you been doing art therapy through your toy photography a bit yeah just like you I've I always kind of use toy photography in that way anyway it's a really nice escape for me I, I usually when I have time, I, I'll spend a big chunk of time on the weekends and just unplug from everything and spend, you know, half the day in my photo studio and just really dive into it. And it's it's a really great escape. So I've been, when I can do that, it's been really helpful. At the same time, that brain fog I was talking about makes it really hard to get that creative drive and to feel motivated to do anything. And I, you know, part of me just wants to just sit on the couch and be sad and watch TV, you know, and, and that's totally okay. And so I've been trying to balance those things. Um, I have done a little bit of photography and there's this weird, I don't know, I feel this a little bit of weird pressure to make my photography about the coronavirus or about the pandemic or, or about social distancing. And I've done a few photos about that topic. I, I had a, a really fun time actually building these little vignettes out of Lego that I put in these like bead cases to, to show social distancing or quarantine for these different minifigs. And that was really fun and therapeutic for me to just kind of pick a few of the key things people are going through, like running out of toilet paper or working from home or having all your kids home, you know. And, and that that exercise was therapeutic for me. But then once I was done, I kind of had it out of my system. And now I, I don't find that I want to do that very much. But then at the same time, I feel weird if I'm doing photos that aren't related at all to what's happening because then I feel like oh I'm out of touch or I, I'm not showing that I care about the issue or anything you know so it's it's this weird uh, and I know it's probably all internal and it's all in my head but I do feel this kind of weird pressure to to be involved or to show that I'm doing something or contributing to the conversation in some way so I'm very curious if our listeners feel the same way about that um I or if it's just something like my own anxiety or something, you know, so. So, yeah, long story short, I've been doing a little bit of toy photography, but mostly 
I've just been kind of playing video games and tuning the rest of the world out and trying to stay off the news yeah, as much as I, I can. I, try, so. I have the, the last one I, I can really check on, put a check mark to as well. I'm trying to stay off the news because they are just filled with different angles of coronavirus. And I wouldn't like the toy mm-hmm. photography community to be filled with only angles of coronavirus so i think the anxiety you talk about you should leave it behind because we need distraction and you should put your mind to actually try to distract us but on listen to you i my first thought was what do actually motivate you to do images then if 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 this and and the season makes you really depressed and felt feel like you can't really cope with your creativity what do actually motivate you that's a difficult question because honestly it's there's not much that does um i I think it's more i just don't have like usually i just have this underlying drive to to make something or I, i always am coming up with ideas throughout the day for photos or something and now those are just fewer and far far between so it's i just I'm trying to just let that be as it is and not worry about it. And then, you know, occasionally like I'll be in the shower and one of those great ideas will hit and I'll think, okay, great. And um, if I'm excited about it, then I'll pursue it. You know, so right now I'm just, I'm not trying to chase it at all or force it to happen. You know, I'm, I'm just, um, if it comes, it comes great. And if not, then whatever. I'm just, like I said, trying not to pressure myself un- unnecessarily. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I get that. I, I'm not going to put you in the corner and try to find an answer there. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I recognize that feeling, just trying to feel calm in the, the, the periods when you can't find a new red thread to drag you along to find a new motive, a new story or a new idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I hate that feeling when I I want to take a photo, but I don't have an idea or I feel like I should take a photo. So then I I try to force it and I sit in my office and I'm looking at all my toys and I just, a lot of time I'll just sit there and stare at them for a while and try to think of an idea. And then I'll think, why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) You know, it's like, just step away from this, go do something else. And if an idea comes, then great, you know, um, but, but I have noticed a lot of people in the community taking great coronavirus photos or quarantine photos and stuff. And, and I, I love seeing how the community is coping in different ways. And, and, and it has been fun to see, you know, some people turn a little bit of humor on to this subject, especially about like the toilet paper shortages and, and stuff like that. It, it can be a great way to kind of process your feelings about it or frustrations. So, so, you know, everybody out there, I hope you're just doing what you can to cope and, and getting through this in your own way. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys are all hell, uh, well and, and healthy out there. Um, Christina, did you want to switch gears a little bit and talk about our yeah. topic for today? I, I, I would have to, have to start by asking <laughs> you, what's your feeling around the, 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 the spring theme? Is this uh, the kind of uh, season for you? Yeah, I really like spring. Um, my favorite seasons probably are, are fall and spring, um, partly because they're so they're such rainy seasons up here in the Pacific Northwest. I love the rain and I, I love like gloomy weather. And what I love about spring is that 
right around the time that winter is, is about to end, I'm always just sick of it. I'm tired of being cold. I'm, I'm a little bit tired of just how dark and gloomy it is. And, you know, there are no birds or flowers out or anything. It's just kind of depressing towards yeah. the end of end of winter for me. So every time spring comes around, I just, once the sun comes out, but it's still nice and crisp outside, it's a little chilly outside still. I really love that feeling when you can start to hear the birds chirping again and the flowers are coming back and the sun's coming back out. Um, it's a, I just really have always loved that spring season and, and the the rejuvenation of it and, and everything it symbolizes as far as like new life and rebirth and stuff like that. So, so it's perfect that spring is happening right now because that's, I think, really helping me cope with everything that's happening. My, um, I go on two walks a day with my dog and those are just now like the best <laughs> half hours of my day. It's so nice to just get out of the house and get some fresh air and walk around and my dog loves to stop and smell all of the bushes and all of the flowers. So we really kind of stretch it out and, and have these really nice walks outside. So I've been really leaning into those and, and enjoying those a lot. And so it's perfect that we were doing this spring podcast right at that same time. Um, because I love photographing uh, flowers, especially, especially with uh, Lego pieces and minifigures and stuff. It's just uh, getting to photograph at that macro scale and, and flowers are such a fun subject. And I love the bright colors and and all of that. So it's it's been the perfect time right now to kind of lean into those things and um, are you true do yeah. you really like flowers as subject is <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i've never like um done just macro photos of flowers themselves it's always like a flower with a minifig or i just posted one with a little miniature <clears throat> excuse me a little miniature version of wasp yeah, yes, from yes, ant-man so, and the yeah, wasp with that. like tulips yeah thanks so i so i love yeah i just flowers are just such a a fun photographic subject for me because they are just so pretty and so colorful and so easy to just set up and and um you know i don't have to do much much to them they just look good as they are usually so so yeah i i, I love doing flowers do you are you not a, a fan of flowers <laughs> <laughs> it's strange to say that i'm not because i have a flower in my image today but, <laughs> but i would never be one standing over a flower doing just a flower image not ma in, I am not a macro hmm. photographer in that extent. I don't think it's. I don't know how to make flowers interesting by themselves. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why I usually have to throw a toy in there or something. You know, just uh, yeah, it's it's cause especially I just feel like what do what do I bring to flower photography that dozens and dozens and dozens of other photographers aren't already doing, you know. Um, so throwing a toy in there or, or an action figure or something has been, that's that's a really fun way for me to kind of incorporate flowers. Or even, uh, as you'll see in my photo today, I, I love using Lego flowers as well. Those are one of my favorite Lego accessories. So anytime I get a chance to, to do a spring-themed photo with some Lego flowers, that's like the perfect opportunity for me. Yeah, but so. I really like this image you have done with the, the flying a toy in the bouquets of tulplets, uh, tulpana. <laughs> it's really beautiful. It works <laughs> so well. And uh, but then the flowers is just kind of a scene to make the the figure small compared to the big flowers. It isn't about the flowers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're kind of cheating in my world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's another, I guess I forgot to mention that. I love using flowers for that 
instance as well, like putting them, especially if I'm trying to do an Ant-Man photo or, or a wasp photo like this one, the flowers are a great way to show a sense of scale and, and how the character has shrunk because, you know, we know exactly how big flowers should look. And so when you see a little figure like this next to flowers, it really just sells the whole idea, I think, in, in a simple visual. So that's another way I like using flowers as a tool. Um, how, how do you feel about the spring season? Um, in general, do you do you find it rejuvenating? Do you like photographing in spring? How how is I'm sure the the lighting for I you must be really lighting. nice. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I I always, at least until a couple of years ago, thought that spring was the best season during the year. But then I realized I'm kind of always feeling depressed <laughs> because the spring <laughs> is never the promise I think it will be. <laughs> <laughs> of hmm. it's it's a season filled with opportunities and hope and uh, expectation and I love that I love the idea of that something is coming it's grand it's beautiful it's love in the air everybody it, it's a second chance <laughs> it's everything that's good <laughs> but I'm I don't see the opportunities falling. <laughs> on me so <laughs> so I'm um, kind of a dilemma there because I would love to be just saying oh I love the spring I love the colors I love the flowers because I do but I also get uh, uh, allergics and <laughs> filled mm. with all the <laughs> troubles and I'm kind of gray and I feel depressed that the winter never ends and the the light never really comes back uh, but this spring has been really beautiful I have loved this spring it's been I've seen the light I it's come a bit too fast for me I would love to have had it a bit <laughs> slower not coming back so fast as it has but but it's amazing I love it I, this spring has been really really great actually Good, yeah, uh, especially with everything that's happening. It's nice to have something yeah. nice in the yeah. world to uh, yeah. <laughs> to appreciate and to, and to look at, especially when you're stuck at home and you can look outside the window and see beautiful spring outside. That's always helpful for me anyway. I agree. Um, yeah, and photographically, you know, when I think of spring or I, or I was thinking especially about our challenge today or our workshop today with spring, the things that come to mind for me, of course, are flowers, bright colors, um, like I said, rain, um, bugs, birds, that kind of thing. Are there very specific spring things that you think of or you thought of when you were trying to, to think of your photo it, for today? I thought a lot about, um, I, I don't remember her name. I think her mother is called Demeter. In the, the myths, there is this goddess that um, Hades <laughs> kidnaps and makes his own to his own wife her name is persephone yes and her mother's name is demeter hmm. and demeter she complains when hades takes her daughter so she says to the gods i want her back during half of the year and she comes back to her mother every every spring so i thought a lot about that actually hmm. and i have i've thought about the longing and the missing and the 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 kidnapping or taking of someone else loving her even though maybe she belongs somewhere else and i'm thought i've thought a lot about that actually thinking about the, the hmm. spring three 
Yeah, that's interesting. I love that you always lean into those myths and that you always know which myths symbolize what. I, I've, I always find that really fascinating. And it always makes me want to like go and read up on these like old ancient Greek myths yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a literature. <laughs> I have read re- literature during my... I've been working as a sweet teacher in Swedish in, in, in literature. So I, I have this has been my, my main focus for work during half my life so Mm. (laughs) i'm cheating (laughs) yes (laughs) so yeah that makes sense (laughs) yeah and uh i was really curious to see how our uh, listeners would would photograph spring and what they would think of with the season um we've done i think two other seasons right we've done fall and summer i don't think we've done winter did we i don't think we did winter um yeah, yeah, we skipped right over winter, so we'll have to do that when it comes back around later this year. Um, but but yeah, so I was really curious. People seem to really like our, um, you know, uh, season-themed podcast, so I was really curious to see how people would, would jump on the spring bandwagon. Um, we didn't get too many entries, I think, just because of everything that's happening with the world. It's kind of hard to, to stop worrying about coronavirus and switch over into a spring photo for a podcast so so i totally understand but we did get some great listener submissions um did you want to kind of go through some of those and and uh, what what was the first one when that, that jumped out at you colors and the vivid colors of spring and and thinking about life coming back and we kind of connect life to colors or vivid colors it i've really stuck with luke and lg toy photography he made this submission hurry along or stopping to smell the roses uh, question mark on instagram and it's in black and white and just the idea of doing mm-hmm. a spring photo without any colors is uh, fun it's uh, evoking and making me kind of seeing the colors even though there are no colors and i love the way he portrays this image of a couple kind of they have been strolling along and and the female uh, stops and to smell the flowers and he kind of he's in a different mode walking around feeling the soft air of the spring and and he gets all surprised and stopped and she (laughs) takes his hand and holds him tight to to actually get through and look to the flowers and smell them and i love the way he works with black and white and the gray scale in this image it's a it's a really great work of uh, uh, the photographer to get all the gray towards all black to white and it's really well done in in black and white and i love the figures faces she looks kind of greedy uh, looking down at these flowers and he's all surprised trying to still be walking uh, along and <laughs> <laughs> looking at her and or maybe she's just happy to find the roses i can't say but i when i first read the image or well, first looked at the image and made my first read of it i kind of saw her greed picking all these spring flowers because that's also part of the spring collecting flowers bringing them home in bouquets putting them in flowers i love that part of spring Mm -hmm. and he couldn't he really brings that to life in this image luke i like it 
Yeah, I really liked this too, especially what you said about the black and white, because of course we think of bright pastel colors and stuff for spring. So it was really interesting to see a black and white photo and that I immediately picture what the flowers look like and what the what the air and the color and the sky and stuff might look like in this image. So I like that he's he's leaving it as a blank canvas and I'm able to fill in those blanks myself. So I thought that was really interesting and I love especially little details like the um, costuming or the, you know, the clothes on the minifigures, the man is wearing this like business suit and the woman is wearing more of a, like a sundress looking um, thing. So it really shows the differences there in their attitudes as well that he, you know, wants to hurry along because he's all businessy and she is stopping to smell the flowers and she looks like somebody who would be spending time in a garden. So I, I thought that was a really good subtle detail that helps tell the story and show who these characters are just by simply having you know different clothes on the lego minifigures so so yeah i thought that was a really really good touch and every everything you said about the color and the black and white here comes through as well so yeah i I loved it i thought this was a really interesting totally unexpected entry for for this challenge that i yeah that I, i i wasn't picturing at all but i'm so glad that he included it here and it really made me think more so than I think if this were just in color, I think it would have it wouldn't have stood out to me yeah, as much. And I love so. the way he has put this uh, scenery in the image with a background with a kind of green, even though it's not green, it's gray. <laughs> the greenery in the background and the window and the couple and the foreground with all the flowers is really well done with a foreground and a middle ground and the background. Yeah, yeah, he's created a really great scene here. So, so yeah, awesome job, Luke. Um, really cool photo. And we'll include all of these on the blog post, as always, on toyphotographers.com if you guys want to check these images out for yourself. Um, yeah, the next one that jumped out at me, um, totally different end of the spectrum because this one is bright and colorful, was uh, we got a couple photos from from Doug, Doug Gary, and um, or um, Dolly G on Instagram. And the one of his I liked the most was this he's got this really great like monster figure who's like this bright orange monster looking um, character with these googly eyes and this big you know toothy grin and um, he's put this figure right on top of a I don't know if it's plants or it might be like lettuce or something but it just looks like these um, you know these bright green uh, leaves that all have these like water droplets on them and the figure is kind of looking to the left of the image where we see some flowers sprouting and so that is immediately what I think of with spring is just flowers coming out there's only a couple of them so it kind of feels like the beginning of spring you can see the light kind of bouncing off of the leaves and all of the the water droplets just add so much like moisture to the air and just make me think of how refreshing spring can be and and the big toothy grin on the figure just just makes me smile because the figure just looks so silly but so fun and the orange really pops against the the green here and the rest of the image so so this was one of my favorite images yeah, what I did really you think of this love one it. I, I think it's so i think there is a great story in this image as well of this orange figure kind of looking at these um, strawberry flowers or whatever the name of the smaller strawberries is in English um, waiting for them to, to blossom get pollinated and then became become fruits and um, berries that he can eat with his great grin of <laughs> mouth and they're really can you, he's kind of looking at the, the spring but waiting for the summer and all the fruits that will come out of this season 
and I think that's really well done and I love the greenery in the image it works so well against the orange just as you said and the background is kind of green as well putting it well together yeah and I just love the you know the monster could be scary in another image but in this he's just he's so happy and so it, grinning ear to ear and that's that's just kind of the feeling that spring makes me think of is just you put all your troubles away and you get to just enjoy the scenery and, and that's exactly what the character is doing here so Doug awesome image uh, really really beautiful yeah, beautifully done thank you yeah yeah and um, another really great monster image that we got was from um, Trevor Williams one six shooter on Instagram with this uh, figure I'd never seen before I guess it's from a company called strange cat toys but it's just this really cool little green monster looking thing with these big blue almost anime kind of eyes um it's really hard to describe but it's just like the cutest little monster looking thing it almost looks like an owl but also like an owl covered in like green slime or feathers or something you know it's just really really interesting really cool figure but um he included three photos here that are just really beautifully done um of the figure standing amongst greenery and flowers and you can see uh, like rays of sunlight coming in and there's one in particular I think is the middle image that has the the figure looking at a butterfly and it's on top of this green hill and you can see these uh, white clouds on the blue sky behind him and that to me is just like the epitome of spring and the epitome of a spring toy photo is just the the figure looking at this at this butterfly and just the beautiful scenery that he's created here so, so this one, these really jumped out at me as well. And this was always kind of what I was picturing when I was thinking of what the community would do for spring was, was photos yeah, that looked like this. A, the figure is amazing. And the way he portrays the figure in these scenes, are, I really love the first image. Uh, it's so, the figure is kind of soft and mushy or maybe kind of wet in this structure we can't say because it's probably plastic but i would guess if it weren't plastic it would be kind of soft and really 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 soft and not cozy maybe slimy and uh, <laughs> yeah it's hard to tell and looking at the putting this figure in this soft area and this amazing light falling down on it and this mushrooms a jello and a purple one and the jello flowers next to him but it's all soft and it's really beautiful it looks like this figure from some sort of a mobile game that I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at or maybe it's a beautiful <laughs> virus <laughs> walking around in the greenery <laughs> it's it's kind of a storyboard for the next game I want to play <laughs> in my iPhone <laughs> I really <laughs> think it's beautiful and it's the scenery is amazing and I love the way you work with light and colors and how you portray this creature in some sort of fantasy world uh, it's so amazing it works so well all these scenes it's kind of a, a game for me 
<laughs> yeah, I can perfectly picture what you're saying about the. It it does look like a character I'd see on like a an iPhone game or something. Um, yeah, now I want to know what that game is and how I can get it because um, the figures are yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's really, so. and or maybe it's from some some sort of movie. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I really love it, and I would love to see it animated, kind of <laughs> all washy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can perfectly picture like how it would move and and that, the, those big eyes are just so enticing, you know, and I, I could just see like the big eyes blinking at you and stuff. It's just a uh, really, really interesting character and and just shows that some sometimes the coolest toys and Doug's was like this, too. Sometimes the coolest toys are the, the ones that you would never expect, like just from these little companies you know we focus so much on on lego or um you know star wars toys or 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 pop culture reference toys and stuff like that it's it's refreshing sometimes to see a toy like this that is just totally unique and and not something i'd ever seen before so so i think that there is another thing with these three images by tilting the camera a bit uh, in the first image i'm kind of a a bit below the figure and the figure seems to be looking up in the next image uh he seems to be looking at this this butterfly flying around and i'm kind of on the same level as this figure and in the third image he's kind of looking a bit down but not not i'm not looking straight ahead at him just by tilting or shifting the camera a bit you really get these small variation to this kind of stiff toy and that is clever really well done yeah because it can be really hard to do for a toy that doesn't have any articulation um to to get three unique angles like this or or to get three unique photos that tell a different story based on the it, it does look like the figure has different expressions or different you know um emotions in, in all of these photos even though the toy itself is the same exact posing and everything like that so so yeah just little subtle camera movements that's a good call and not something i had really noticed but now that i'm looking all at all three of them I, I totally see what you're meaning about like where we are as the viewer and looking either up down or straight ahead at this at this figure so it just shows how much composition goes into making an image as well and and positioning your camera and positioning the figure and how much that can actually change change the photo and change the mood truly and and really well done i really like it and i love the figure like everybody else i'm falling in love totally falling in love (laughs) yeah i'm definitely now following uh, strange cat toys because they just they make some really cool uh soft vinyl figures like this one um so I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes and on the uh, the blog post as well so people can check them out because they've got some really cool figures like this one. Um, and then the last photo we got was from Astrid, our friend in Germany, who I think you just did a podcast interview with. I don't know if that's going to air before or after this one, but um, I, I love Astrid. I love her photos. And this is this is exactly what I always picture with spring is the bright colors. She's got a flower in here, pastels different animals, different smile on this figure's face. Um, do you want to explain what we see in this image yeah, and what you think I of it? really... We see in the center, she's working with the, the center-focused, uh, in really putting the figure and the, what's the action in the, the image in the center of the center of the image, the thing you have always get taught 
don't do that because it's boring. You don't <laughs> get any motion. You don't get any feeling. It's hard to get the viewer to work around the, with their eyes. They kind of really just see the the statement of the image and then it's over. But but Astrid does something else with that she works with a center in and in the center of the center of the image is the head of the dog actually sitting on a bike getting uh, on a ride with this really uh, beautiful dressed uh, lego minifigure that has a rat or a mouse uh, on the shoulder and there's um, she's on this greenish um, what we said turk turk Turco, maybe. Yeah. Uh, turquoise, yeah, or teal. It almost looks teal, but yeah, I think it's more turquoise, yeah, kind of like a light blue. Bike. And uh, by working with a soft focus, or maybe she's done it in, in Photoshop, I can't say, she really gets a sort of motion of the bike going down a tree in the forest and i can see some wash in the background it's really really soft i see the bucky i see the trees and uh, uh, and the 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 focus of the image is really not moving but there is another story going around going on in the background or just above the the figure in the center and that's the female minifigure and the mouse on the shoulder and they are playing and kind of laughing at one another maybe the mouse is tickling the the woman that's driving the bike and they're going on with music in the background and and the bokeh and the trees make the image or the music come alive at least for me in the background it's a really beautiful image and it gets motion even though there is no motion but we know that because we know it's toys uh, and the colors are amazing kind of really soft turquoise with the, the pink and the purple and the light brown or beige and it's so well done i really love it yeah, I love how many details she was able to put in this image without making it feel cluttered or, or too busy. Um, especially, we do have so many different colors. There's a turquoise of the moped, which matches her pants. And then, yeah, the brown of the mouse and the dog matches the brown of the tree that she's riding on. And the purple of her hair goes well with the purple on her shirt. Like, she has done all these things where the colors all... Um, are paired with other colors in the image, so it really helps bring the whole thing together and makes it feel cohesive without ever feeling busy. And the the shallow depth of field here, like the um, most of what's in focus is, like you said, the middle of the image where we see the dog and the minifigure's face and the mouse are mostly what's in focus and everything else is kind of soft focus as it goes out from there. And like the boombox boom box on the back of the moped is totally out of focus and so that really actually helps me move my eye throughout the image I move from the flower on the front of the bike to the dog to the back of the boombox and then I look at the the bokeh in the background so the all of those different depths of fields and colors really help me move throughout the image um, even though as you said the figure is in the center and that's usually not what we would do for a movement image like this the depth of field is what really helps me move through in and out of the image and so I thought that was a really great choice and and um, so indicative of spring and the feelings of spring. I love the 
uh, facial expression on the minifig here is is just perfectly perfectly sums up how she's feeling about this this ride i wouldn't feel this happy if i had a mouse on my back when i was riding around but but she is really happy and so it just brings the whole image together so so yeah so many great little choices here that make what would be a complicated image into just a really beautiful scene so so astrid yeah, a, amazing job it comes comes so much alive because of the colors and the way she puts, mm-hmm. them, puts them together and the way she puts the figures in action it's amazing yeah yeah she's done a great job um, everybody did a great job so thank you to everybody who was able to submit their spring photos for us to look at. Um, I will, as I said, include all of them on the blog post at toyphotographers.com. You can find a link to that blog post in the show notes for this episode. And um, yeah, and, and I'll include the uh, hashtag there as well. So people, if they want to go check these out on Instagram, they can do that as well. Um, so yeah, thank you to everybody who who did that and took time out of their busy quarantine schedules to, to take some spring photos for us and, and kind of escape the rest of the world. So um christina did you want to switch gears yeah, and talk about our photos to. a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah i'm really uh i like that we both had kind of similar things in our photos but totally different uh subjects and stuff so i'm I'm excited to go through our shots um, i'm yeah, sure you want to start I'd with mine first I'm, I'm <laughs> it would be surprising <laughs> if i said no i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's um it's a standing uh, image, a portrait uh, orientated. It's in color. Uh, I would say there are kind of uh, three areas in this image. You have this kind of white triangle in the bottom, and then you have the white triangle triangle in the top of the image, and in the middle you have, have this kind of gray grayish. Um, stripe or whatever you could call it and in between these three layers there is a bouquet of uh, beautiful legal flowers and they are not put in a vase like I talked about spring flowers they are kind of putting themselves through the snow and really trying to break the evil winter and end uh, finally the, <laughs> the season we have had behind bef- behind us and trying to show the possibility of new life it's a really intense image of of uh, the possibilities or the troublesome for the first flowers to come through to make the spring happen and most of them uh, do actually have this backlash of winter coming over them and and you kind of portray that uh, backlash of the spring the one we really hate in sweden (laughs) we always hope that the first sun and the first degrees of plus uh, when we can take off our jackets and stand against the wall and kind of close our eyes and feel the spring sun get us all warm and the next day starts snowing (laughs) and these flowers are kind (laughs) of the symbol of of the falling back in the snow but they are really striving upwards taking the 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 fight against the winter and 
around them there are kind of ice cry crystals of flowers that makes them kind of win or maybe not <laughs> you can't say <laughs> but it, it's uh, it's an image <laughs> of hope Yeah, thank you. That's exactly uh, what I was going for there. And, and I love that, an image of hope, because that's that perfectly sums up the, the theme for this for me was, yeah, the flowers coming out of the snow and, and symbolizing spring. And um, yeah, it was funny because we didn't get any snow this year at all throughout all of winter. I was really disappointed. We were supposed to get a couple snowstorms that just didn't amount to anything. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a, a few like beautiful spring days and then my wife and I woke up one day and it was a winter wonderland of snow. It just had, yeah, it had just snowed like four or five inches overnight, just over everything. As far as the eye could see, there was snow everywhere on the rooftops. There was snow on the ground. My dog looked horrified because she, <laughs> she was like, what is happening here? This was, this is not right. Um, so it was just the coolest thing to wake up to just a winter wonderland out of nowhere. And then the very next day, all of the snow had basically melted and you couldn't tell at all that it had snowed. So it was just this one crazy snowy day in the middle of, you know, in the middle of March that was really, really interesting and really fun. Um, so I, I had some other spring photo ideas I was going to do, something more maybe in the lines of what your image looks like or what our, some of our listener submissions looked like. But the second I saw all the snow, I was like, I have to capitalize on this and I have to actually go outside for once and take a photo in the snow now that we have some real snow. And unfortunately, it was this kind of like ice chippy kind of snow. It wasn't like the beautiful powdered snow or anything. So I was a little disappointed by that. Yeah. But I think it works here in the image because of how the ice crystals look like they're yeah. moving upwards along with the flowers, like the flowers are bursting through them. So that, that kind of worked out. And this is what just one of those really easy to do simple images i just built the little bouquet stuck it in the in the snow took a few shots and boom i was done so <laughs> I, I and i was kind of inspired by you as far as the the depth of field and the colors and the background and stuff like that i was i was really picturing your work or, or shelly's work when i was doing this um so it was a bit different than than what i would what i would usually do but i just i've loved that i was able to seize that opportunity and especially because the snow was gone the very next day i'm so thankful that i that i took the chance to to capture what i could um and this was just right outside on like my back deck i have a um there's like yeah. you know a railing on our on our balcony there and so we just had a bunch of snow that had piled up so i just was able to stick the the flowers in there and like five <laughs> minutes later i had my shot so that was a really really nice refreshing change of pace for me from um, my usual indoor setups where i'm spending hours taking you know dozens of shots and trying to, to make different scenes and stuff it was really refreshing <laughs> to have something simple like this which so it was a very spring feeling photo you know just a, a, a new beginning if you will so so that was really I'm fun really <laughs> really lazy <laughs> just going outside doing my photography <laughs> <laughs> See, you're not lazy. You're just so good that it's it, it comes easily for you. I think that's. <laughs> yeah, I really love the way the crystals can work with the flowers, creating this almost like a crystal waves around the flowers. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and I wish I could say that I planned that. You know, but I had taken a bunch of different shots that that. Yeah, I had moved the flowers around or changed my position a little bit or, or moved the snow around and stuff. And so I had a few to choose from. And I really liked 
the, the ice crystals in this one. And, and so one of those things is just kind of a happy accident that I was initially frustrated by, but ended up working out. So it, it just goes to show, you know, I'm somebody who loves controlling every single aspect of my photo from the lighting to the positioning to the scenery. And that's why I love doing indoor photography, but it's so nice to, to sometimes do something unexpected and not have control. And I didn't have control over the lighting or the snow or, or the texture of the snow or anything like that. And so to, to do something like that and to take a photo that I, that was, yeah, not as in control over was actually really refreshing. And so something I'm, telling myself that I want to do more. Yeah, we'll see if should. I actually do. But you always are <laughs> but... in control of the selection. You, as a photographer, make the final selection. So yeah, you're always true. in control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, that's what I have to think of. Uh, it's, it's, I still get to have a little bit of my control there, even if the elements themselves are the things that I don't have control over. Um, so, so, yeah, anyway, this was yeah just a really simple fun photo and and not not initially what I thought I was going to do for this challenge but I'm so happy that the opportunity came and that snowstorm surprised us and and now I have this photo to to commemorate that really crazy yeah, snow day nice. so yeah, um, I so yeah I'm, I'm glad I you really liked, it. liked it I think it's I love the way you work with these the way you have used the possibility of forms in the image as well because they work so well together kind of connecting the image and the different areas in the image to one another the gray the gray uh, or the grays in the snow and the gray in the in the in the sky and kind of the level in between i think it's really beautiful or a white i would say the white in the in the in the heaven and the white in the snow in, and that they work together uh, as um, areas really connecting one another i like that as well yeah thank you yeah that's something i discovered during that that selection process where i had maybe like 10 photos i had taken and i was choosing which angle i liked more and and i really liked the the symmetry here of the the white on top matching the white in the snow and the yeah the kind of like tan gray line behind the flowers just that that, that yeah just kind of helps frame the image and move the eye from one angle you know from left to right or, or right to left diagonally through the image I think just kind of helped helped move move your eye throughout the image without just you know I almost had this just straight on um so that the horizon would be more just uh flat like vertical yeah. um horizontal you know um but, but yeah, I'm glad that I went more of angled and, and I think that just kind of makes it more interesting and adds a little bit of movement to the image that yeah. wouldn't have been there and otherwise. And the sun so. kind of come down or the, the light to come down to actually for the flowers to strive for because they do <laughs> during those horrible days when the snow comes back, <laughs> you know, the winter never ends. The first spring flowers <laughs> kind of strive towards the light, not giving up, not quitting, saying there is a possibility of new possibilities yes to come, yes around the corners. And you you really portray that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad those things come through. And um, you, you always find such a beautiful way of, of 
talking about my images and and I hadn't really thought of it in, in exactly those terms, but that's exactly the mood that I was going for. So so that's perfect. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of beautiful images, I I love yours too, and um, I'll explain to everybody what I see, and then we can kind of dive into it. Um, so in what I see here is a landscape, you know, oriented image, and um, a lot of negative space here, which is really great. You've got this uh, kind of gray circle or, or something in the top left corner and then these really beautiful brown and orange tones in the rest of the background and you can see the bokeh in the background and as we move to the right of the image we see a stormtrooper figure sitting down on the right hand side looking up towards that that uh sunny patch or that gray patch on the top left and in and the stormtrooper is holding a flower and in the stormtrooper's hand, this looks like a really big flower. Like he's holding the stem, and you can see that the stem is like is goes down and is almost as big as the stormtrooper's legs. I would imagine just a really big flower, and the the green leaves coming off of the flower kind of um, cover up most of the stormtrooper's like torso and hands. So it almost looks like a little bit of an umbrella or something. The way it's kind of it kind of sits over the stormtrooper, and you see this orange bud of the flower that hasn't quite bloomed yet. It's still, it, all the little buds are together. And so this says to me that this is a, a newer flower that hasn't yet blossomed all of the way. And so I'm seeing like the beginning of spring here. I can feel the crispness in the air because of the, the beautiful light you have. It really, the light kind of shines through the flower and, and we get some of the color reflected back on the stormtrooper armor. So we see these beautiful little like green tones on the armor and the sun is really bouncing off of a few key spots on the armor as well so we see just these little um like really bright spots on the armor where the sun is kind of reflecting off and, and back at us and just these little tiny lens flares on on the armor which i love so it just it helps sell the the sunniness of the image and the how beautiful the image is and the stormtrooper is sitting down, it looks like, and on the just the bottom strip of the image, we see this almost white kind of um, gray line that might reflect the ground or, or whatever surface he's sitting on. And so that makes me think of snow or something as well, that the that we're seeing this this uh, background is about to be overrun with flowers or the spring season is about to come in and change all of that gray to green. And so I just... I see the anticipatory aspect of spring here, and spring is coming, and and I like that the stormtrooper is facing, uh, he's looking from right to left instead of like left to right, because I would, when I think of looking ahead at things, I think of looking left to right, but the stormtrooper is kind of looking back at the, the, the rest of the image here, and looking back at this gray area in the top left of the image so maybe he's looking back at winter and seeing winter disappear from the image and and seeing spring come in so, so i love that decision as well it's just not not what i would have pictured for for something like this but it really makes me move from the left to the right of the image and then back from right to left to see what the stormtrooper is looking at and the stormtrooper is kind of looking up and i love just the slight tilt in the in the helmet there so, so many little great details, but beautiful colors here, beautiful posing, and I, and I love this flower on the that he's holding. It's a really cool. I, I love all the leaves and stuff. Like like I said, it kind of almost 
is an umbrella over his hand the way he's holding it so just looks really really cool um yeah and, and beautiful beautiful image yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know what else to say about it other than I, I love I, it it I looks agree. great <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> i was i've had such a hard time doing this um this uh, hmm. theme for this um this workshop for our talk and i really thought through my head should i really do a new image on the theme spring and where should i start should i maybe just go through my <laughs> own library and pick one of those i have done before <laughs> thinking about spring <laughs> yeah I, I wondered the same thinking thing when i was doing spring. it yeah <laughs> and uh, it it ended up with me really diving through could i get my could i do an image of hades really longing for persephone because no one talks mm. about the myth in that perspective no one talks about hades as the one longing for his wife even though he kidnaps her even though he really brings her down to the underworld to stay with him among with the death dead people i think he may he might actually love her and if he does he would be the one who's longing for her during the long during the spring when she's leaving and during the summer when she's with her mother <laughs> it ended up in this <laughs> image <laughs> i love that yeah th there is definitely a sense of longing here the way the stormtrooper is looking back at the rest of the images i had said and looking up at this at the light coming in and i can definitely see the longing on his face and yeah i had you know i wasn't super familiar with that that um myth before so i wasn't thinking of that but i totally see what you're saying about that in this image i, yeah, I love it that's great i have thought he if he were waiting for for the spring he would look at the flower thinking about his love and how he would propose <laughs> so yes putting <laughs> the, the the view towards something else or towards the light <laughs> and the stormtrooper in itself by his helmet and the way he portrays his feelings is kind of none you can't say if he's happy or he's <laughs> he's not so you can fill mm -hmm. it with whatever you want to and i filled it with longing and and missing and hoping that she will be back soon <laughs> Yeah, I love that. And it's kind of reflected in the flower as well, that the flower hasn't fully blossomed yet either. Like the flower is waiting for that opportunity or or he's waiting for the flower to blossom, just like he's waiting for his yeah. love of Persephone to blossom. You know, I, I love that too, um, that you're using the, the flower there, to me at least, symbolizes yeah. that as well. That was my idea. But but I know I shouldn't be working with a stormtrooper to portray that myth. But, <laughs> but that was one of my inspiration and it ended up in this image. Yeah, I love it. I, th I I think that's, it's so cool where that inspiration can come from and how something so different, you know, that, that Persephone myth and then a Star Wars Stormtrooper, but you find a way to, to 
have one influence the other. And I, I love that about your work. And I love that about the way you think about your work. Um, it's something that I, I wish I had thought more in those terms or, or pulled stories like that and used them more in my images. Cause it's just always so interesting to hear how you do that. And, and it really comes through in, in yeah, these shots. Yeah, if, so. Anyway, <laughs> you know, you have to find <laughs> someone, some thread to drag along to get the image. We talked mm -hmm. about, we started with that, the motivation, where do you find it when you don't have any to do an image or to do photography or do you just put it on the shelf and hope for it to come or do you actually try to find it and this time I had to dig deep to find something to, to <laughs> work on the theme it was fun though <laughs> Yeah, that can be a really fun process, um, especially if it turns out with something like this, you know, a really beautiful image. Sometimes it, it doesn't turn out and that can be frustrating, but w when it does, it's yeah. a really rewarding experience. And so, so yeah, I, I just lo I love that you did that and it inspires me to think of my work in that way more as well. Like, how can I use this story or, or use this other inspiration and, and portray that or use that as a theme for my image? I always think so much more literally, I guess. And so I'm trying to think more outside the box or, or, or more interpretively, I guess, yeah. like something yeah, like we, this. We, and the fun part about this is that we are so different, James. And I love the way you kind of work really literature to the theme. And I love the way you work with colors and forms and, yeah, uh, and, and in control. <laughs> I'm trying to control my viewer as well, even though they don't understand where I come from. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, control is one of those things. We all um, use it in different ways or, or find different ways to to force our control, you know. And so um, I think that the way you're doing it here is, is so interesting as well, that you're really controlling the, the narrative and the themes of the image. And, and I, I love that, where I'm always trying to control the actual aspects, you know, yeah. the, the elements themselves. And so it's really fun how to see how we yeah, differ in those it's ways. It's really fun, actually. It gets me yeah. reflecting upon myself and actually trying new angles to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Um, so yeah, this was a really um, fun challenge. You know, spring, as as we had said, is one of one of our favorite seasons. So it was really fun to finally talk about it here on the podcast and see how the listeners um, saw it as well. And, and I wish that the coronavirus stuff wasn't happening because I feel like we would have would have gotten to spend a little more time dwelling on the spring stuff and, and focusing on that. But yeah, the world has other plans and that's okay. Um, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, I hope all of you are staying well out there and staying healthy and, and doing what you can to get through these crazy times. Um, we're all going to get through it together. And I, you know, I'm just so thankful that in times like these, we have a community like the toy photography community that we have here because everybody is just so supportive and, and, it really does feel like a, a tight knit community. And so if you need people to lean on, please, you know, reach out to people on MeWe or Instagram or on the blog, whatever it is, um, we're here for you and we're all in this together. So, um, Christina, thank you so much for, for doing this. Did you have any closing thoughts or anything you wanted to say before no, we wrap up? I think you said it really well, James. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. And, uh, yeah, take care everybody and we'll see thank you next you. time. Bye. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review. That will help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers, on Twitter at Toy Photo Blog, and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. But if you really want to connect with us, check out our MeWe community. You can find the link to it in the show notes for this episode and on the blog. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org, and our podcast editor is Josh Kittleson. I'm James Garcia. You can find me on Instagram at TheRealJames23. For everyone here at Toy Photographers, thanks for listening. See you next time.